0: Squatties.
1: Welcome to this week's episode of the Travel Squad podcast. Today, we're airing one of our most popular episodes from the past three years.
2: We have hundreds of episodes now, and lately we've been replaying the most well-received and
0: listened to episodes, and you all have been loving it. We're going to keep giving you what you want and give new squaddies the chance to hear past episodes without having to go digging through the archives.
1: New episodes are still launching every other week while classics like this are airing in between. Enjoy Enjoy the show show
0: and happy Happy Travel Travel Tuesday. Tuesday.
1: And don't forget your travel insurance.
0: And prepare for takeoff. Hello, fellow travelers. Hey, squadies. Hey, Welcome to this week's episode of the Travel Squad podcast. Today, we are bringing you 10 more of the easiest national parks to see without any hiking required. These national parks might have easy hikes, they might not require any hiking at all, and they definitely have some really great sightseeing. You know, I love an easy day, and this is a true
2: (laughs) easy day in some of these national parks. And I truly do mean that, not like a fake easy day, but these are really wonderful national parks that I'm really excited to tell you about where you're going to see some of the best sightseeing with minimal effort.
1: Absolutely. And you know, this episode is kind of like a 2.0 episode from episode 72 that we had, which was no hike national parks. These ones I wouldn't say are definitely no hikes, they're very good national parks for sightseeing, or if you are hiking, easy hikes within the national parks themselves. So I'm really excited to get into this because you know here at the squad, we love a good hike. I don't wanna say I'm falling off on it, but when we do squad trips now, Kim over 30, she's just (laughs) like, eh, I don't really wanna do hikes. So these parks are really conducive for us conducive for a a lot of people and sometimes when Brittany comes to me and says let's be crazy and she plans something you know I'll go with the flow but I'm not really feeling a hike so you know we all have those days and so this episode is perfect for that because the national parks are beautiful and you always want to do some sightseeing or easy day easy hikes.
0: You know we were just talking about going to Banff in Canada next year and you said something about an eight mile hike and I immediately was thinking in my head like what the hell
1: i know kim over 30 i'm just talking about like you know there's actually a really cool hike uh not in banff but then we were talking about like oh we should do glacier which is on the border with canada and then from glacier you could go into canada they have a national park that touches and work our way but in glacier they have what is it like a 15 mile hike that skyline trail or skyrim trail highline trail I want to do that, but it's like a trail carved in the mountain. So it's not really like any hiking. So it's a long one, but I think you could do it over 30, k.
0: Trails, you know, trails that are mostly flat. I'm here for that.
1: That could have been a park to put in here, but uh, a lot of good hiking. So we couldn't, but that is an easy trail for easy hikes within it. Yeah, maybe, maybe, you know, we haven't done it yet. We don't know. So let's just jump right into it. I mean, normally we start with the tips, but we're going full on in right now because we don't really have any particular tips to give because we're doing a smorgasbord of parks right here, right? We got 10 of them for you. So everything's going to be a little different. So we'll bypass the tip and just go full on it. All
2: right, let's hit it. Number one on the list. Number one on our list is Haleakala National Park in Hawaii on the island of Maui.
1: We know how Jamal feels about Maui if you listen to the Maui (laughs) episode. I'm just going to come out and say it, you know, my least favorite of the big islands of Hawaii that everyone goes to don't see what all the big fuss is about. However, the exception to that is Haleakala national park i absolutely love this one this is a volcano summit ten thousand plus feet high you can go to the top of the summit need permits though won't lie catch an amazing sunrise so beautiful sightseeing 360 all around the island and again perfect for sightseeing and minimal hiking and if you are doing hiking easy ones along the summit
2: Yes. So we actually did this on my birthday in 2021. And you do have to have permits, like Jamal said. So you'd go to recreation.gov and you want to be on the site the day that they're released. If you get there on the site late, they may already be sold out. That actually happened to us. And then Jamal was only able to get tickets for a Monday when we were originally planning on going on a Sunday, but it ended up working out because it was my birthday. The reservations are only like a fifty, so super cheap, but you have to have that permit and reservation to enter the park that early. We woke up literally at 3am. We drove an hour and a half because you have to get there about 45 minutes an hour before sunrise and you're in Hawaii so you're thinking beach gear and like summer tropical clothing but it's so so cold at the top because it's above 10,000 feet you have to dress in layers I was wearing gloves beanie jacket (laughs) I had my Turkish towel wrapped around me and I was still cold but it was all worth the wait just being able to watch the sunrise above the cloud layer It was truly breathtaking and some of the best sights I've seen.
0: I think we should do a follow up episode on the best national parks for if you want to get up at the crack of dawn and get no sleep the night before. (laughs) Because there's definitely some you have to be there extremely early in the morning to see the best of it or get in line. That's true.
1: That's very, very true. And a lot of them have great sunrises for that, quite honestly. And this is a really good one here at Haleakala. And even if you aren't able to secure the permits for the sunrise, you do want to go to the top where you would watch the sunrise. Because you're at the top of the volcanic summit. And they say that, you know, where you are at at the summit, when you look down on Haleakala with the colors, it's so red. It's so barren. It looks like Mars or at least the photos that NASA releases of Mars and everything. So you really do feel like you're on another planet. And there are like a few trails up there and you can make them longer, but you don't really have to. So it's very conducive for the sightseeing within the national park.
2: So number two on our list is Gateway Arch National Park, located in St. Louis, Missouri.
1: Brittany and I took a day trip from Chicago to come out here to go to this national park. But this is very iconic. Everybody knows what the Gateway Arch looks like in St. Louis. It's that very... Large, tall, silver arch that's just sitting on the bank of the Mississippi River. And it has an amazing history on why it is that they built that arch. St. Louis was known as the Gateway to the West. So the arch represents that. And clearly, you're in the middle of a city. So there is absolutely no hiking to do, but amazing sightseeing. You're just on the banks of the Mississippi. You could look over and see into Illinois. You have the city of St. Louis around you. You can take the tram all the way to the top and get 360 views of St. Louis from the top of the arch. And this is very conducive for that minimal hiking and just beautiful sightseeing within a national park because it's in the middle of a city
2: you know, I was like, what are we going to see when we get to the top of the tram? What are we going to see looking out? Because you're walking around St. Louis and everything's kind of flat and you're like, okay, how's it going to be? But when you get to the top and you're looking outside of the windows, looking at St. Louis, the St. Louis skyline and that area is actually very beautiful. They've made it a very beautiful park and it is very scenic. And so really good sightseeing from the top of Gateway Arch National Park. And you can enjoy the museum exhibits. Like Jamal said, we Enjoy the riverboat cruise down the Mississippi River. It's like one of those traditional steamboats. So this is a national park if you're really looking to enjoy the sights with the minimal effort.
1: Views from 630 feet up. And Kim, dare I say a perfect park for you over 30.
0: <laughs> Sounds perfect to me. I mean, hey, if you think the sights you see along the boat and the view of St. Louis is worth it, then I'm there. The third national park on our list is Olympic National Park. This is my favorite national park in all of the country.
1: Favorite? Really? You're going to yes. come out here and say Olympic?
0: It is my favorite wow, okay. because of the Ho Rainforest. Everything is green. There's moss everywhere. There's ferns everywhere. It's like a different world. It's so pretty. You can go any time of year. There's no hiking involved if you don't want to. And there's tons of things to look at.
1: No hiking, but trails, flat trails through the forest itself. So we want to specify with that. So it's very, very perfect. And even if you don't go into the rainforest at Olympic, which I think would be crazy because that's what it's famous for. They do have the famous Rialto Beach and it's those Pacific Northwest beaches, giant boulders, kind of the timber that's flown in from the, the streams and rivers that are washed ashore on the beach. So it's very rustic and rugged and beautiful sightseeing with, Without any hiking but trails along the way.
2: And if you didn't catch that, Olympic National Park is in the Pacific Northwest, specifically located in Washington State.
1: Forks
0: Washington, to be exact, is where it is. And if you go through the Ho Rainforest, you've done your sightseeing there, you can go over to Forks Washington, sightsee the Real truck from the Twilight movies. Yep. That's where Twilight took place. So it has a bunch of that essence still, even all these years later. It's amazing. I just want to tell a funny joke I heard.
1: I'm ready to hear (laughs) it. I'm ready for a good laugh, Karen. I
0: saw this comedy stand-up little bit on tiktok and it was someone saying that anytime you're in the pacific northwest everyone in the pacific northwest is dressed for a hike you're like i'm just going down the street to get a coffee but you never know when a hike might break out and like everyone is dressed for a hike at all times up there you know, recently I've seen some TikToks and Instagram stories and reels
2: about like, I was supposed to go to Target and you end up on this <laughs> hike. But like, that would be what would happen if you lived in the Pacific Northwest. Like everywhere you go, there's a hiking opportunity.
0: But if you don't want to hike, if you just want to sightsee, Olympic National Park is perfect for that.
2: Yeah. Hall of Mosses in the Ho Rainforest. So beautiful. So lush. So green. You know, what I really loved about the forest is you see trees fallen over And then there are literally new trees that are sprouting from that fallen over tree and like growing new life. Yeah. Kim said it. It's a nurse log. And we learned that while we were there. And it's just so amazing. I would have enjoyed it even more had it been a little bit foggy and misty while we were there kind of give it that eerie feel we did go in the end of september and so we didn't have that it was a little more dry but still very very beautiful
1: it was still very very green but i mean it's a rainforest it's known to have that kind of like misty fog layer and i feel like i really really missed that and i know you had been there one time before kim before we had gone as a squad and you said it was that way so when i was so shocked with your statement that it is your number one it's because I didn't experience it in its glory and I, I want to go back and experience it when it is foggy and misty
0: and it's not the time of year because we went in September the first time I went and I did get that was in August so it's hmm. still summer but I think the difference is I went very early in the morning and when we went it was a little bit later in the day Okay. I can see that. Yeah.
1: And if you want to hear all about Olympic in more detail, we have episode 68 talking all about it, as well as another Washington state national park, Mount Rainier.
2: So number four on our best national parks for sightseeing is Shenandoah national park located in the state of Virginia.
1: Yes. I loved Shenandoah national park. When we had gone out here on our trip to, to Virginia. And one of the things that I really, really appreciated about Shenandoah, and I guess this is more something that people would appreciate if you live on the west coast of the United States, is that when we think of mountains, we have like pine trees and things like that. The mountains and forested areas that are over on the East Coast, they're really not pine trees. They're trees with actual like leaves and you can see like the fall color change. And granted, we weren't there like at fall, but it was just a completely different mountain landscape than what I was actually used to. And I really enjoyed that aspect of it. As a matter of fact, fun fact, it is the closest national park to our nation's capital, Washington, D.C., only 75 miles away, as a matter of fact.
2: Yeah, so that makes it a great day trip or weekend trip if you're in that area or visiting that area. Shenandoah is a very long, thin national park, and it follows the Blue Ridge Mountains, and it has a ton of like rolling hills, secluded hollows and creeks, forests, all of that. One of the major draws to the park is Skyline Drive, and it runs 105 miles, and it's great for sightseeing. You can look to either side, and there is just fantastic views below. It has 75 different overlooks perfect for spectacular views of Shenandoah Valley.
1: You mentioned the shape long and narrow. Just Google Shenandoah National Park outline. It's like crazy when you look at it. Like I don't even know what I'm looking at because it's so crazy how thin it is from those ridge of the mountains. But you are correct in the point of the major thing to really do when you're at the top is do that drive trail the 105 plus miles with all the overlooks it's completely breathtaking because at the ridge they have a road that follows the whole way through
2: and if you don't want to drive the 105 miles you can drive any portion of that and get a ton of different overlooks and enjoy that so you don't have to commit
0: to the whole skyline drive i really want to go to the blue ridge mountains in the fall Yeah, it'd be super beautiful.
1: And that's what I was saying, like, when I was originally talking about Shenandoah, like, I was just so impressed because I've really never seen a forested or mountain landscape quite like that with the leaves. So I could imagine during fall season with that change of the colors, like, it would just be so, so beautiful because... Here in California, like I said, you know, yes, in the foothills we have trees with leaves and they will kind of like change, but you don't get it like you do in the East Coast. And then again, we our mountains are more like pine trees, so nothing's changing on that. That would be really, really beautiful to do that out here at Shenandoah to see the season change.
0: Lucky number five on our list is Mammoth Cave National Parks, located in Kentucky. This is conveniently located just about an hour and a half drive from Nashville. So if you're doing a little honky tonk partying. Over in Nashville, you can shoot right up and see this park too.
2: That's exactly what we did. We actually wanted to go to Nashville and we're like, what's close by? Bammoth Caves was only an hour and a half drive
0: away. And so we were like, we got to hit up this national park and enjoy the sights to be seen within it. Don't even lie. You know, you wanted to go to the national park and just add it on Nashville. Probably, (laughs) probably
1: true. We know my feelings about Nashville. We've talked about it. Same kind of similar with Maui. Think it's definitely an overrated place. Although I do need to go back and give it more time because you are very correct, Kim. The whole point of the trip was to do Mammoth Cave. I would have loved to spend more time being able to go to those honky tonks in particular and get off of Broadway and go to the more local places to go ahead and see the music but back on to the subject of mammoth cave because that's what we're talking about with this sightseeing national park i mean just the history here is literally mind-blowing if you just envision yourself a cave you think stalagmites stalactites i thought that going to this park like obviously i'm going to see it it's called mammoth cave There are absolutely none in there. The reason why is because there isn't even really water that's going through there, dripping through the limestone to create it. It was an old underground river that's carved it out. The history on top of it too was like, i'm just going to say this and you can go back and listen to our episode talking about it if it wasn't for this cave america wouldn't even be a country and if that doesn't intrigue you to google it and look more into it then i don't know what else to say about that but there's absolutely no hiking to get in the cave you have to do ranger guided tours and it is a very easy breezy walk through that nice cool cave and really really awesome to sightsee and just go on an easy trail.
2: Yeah, I think that to enter the national park itself, there's no fee. But if you want to do the cave tours, there are fees. And depending on the type of cave tour you do, they range from like $8 to $66, depending on the length or what you're doing, because some of them go more remotely into the cave. So we actually did two different cave tours. They were awesome. Highly recommend them. And a few weeks ago, we did an episode on UNESCO World Heritage Sites, and we did not mention mentioned mammoth cave as one but mammoth cave is a unesco world heritage
0: site ah because of the ties to the u.s becoming its own country exactly that's very cool
2: so highly recommend going to this national park there's a lot of sites to take in with minimal effort you don't really have to hike it's just trails and really learning about the history in depth while you're enjoying these ranger guided tours
1: Number six on our list is going to be the Virgin Islands National Park, located specifically on the Virgin Island of St. John.
2: I loved Virgin Islands National Park, and I loved it for so many reasons. Other than like we talked about Olympic and we saw the beach there, Virgin Islands just takes it out of the park because... The whole island has a ton of different beaches. And who doesn't love a nice, easy beach day with pristine blue waters and white sandy beaches?
1: Well, not only that, imagine the sea life that's out there. You have the coral, you have the sea turtles, you have everything. I mean, honestly, everybody knows what the Caribbean is. That crystal clear blue water, the beautiful snorkeling everything that you can do and on this one specific island in particular in the virgin islands they deemed it so that oh wow like this is even more exceptional that it is a national park so There is a trail that you can do because even though we're talking an island in the Caribbean, it is lush and jungly. But along the coast, you have that white, pristine sand beaches and perfect for that easy, conducive day and not a lot to do other than just soak it all in and see the sights.
2: And beyond the beaches, they have sugar plantation ruins. They have secluded beaches. They have even ancient petroglyphs that are carved Into the stone. I'm like, who doesn't love to see ancient things like that? I know they'd get you going, Kim. I'm already going over here. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't know of another experience where you're at a national park and you get to snorkel with sea turtles.
0: Oh, that's really cool.
1: And a couple beaches to note here on St. John in the National Park. My favorite one was going to be Maho Beach. It is a very long, thin beach, as a matter of fact. But what I really liked about it is this is where we saw the most sea turtles just in their natural element, swimming. You saw little baby, baby sharks that were actually feeding on the algae of the sea turtle shells. We saw a sea turtle chomp on a jellyfish cinnamon bay is another really good beach trunk bay also so you have a lot of good options for those true easy days not britney squad easy days but real (laughs) easy days
2: and trunk bay is one of the most popular beaches in st john it's the most photographed most popular most visited and arguably the most beautiful beach in st john if not all of the caribbean So definitely go and check that out. In all of these beaches, the water is just so calm. And I love that because... When you're here on the Pacific, the water's cold and you can be choppy mm-hmm. and all of that. This is just like some pristine waters where you can see down to the bottom. Everything's calm, warm, and just really nice for relaxing.
1: We had a really good week-long visit here in the Virgin Islands. We have an episode, episode 84, talking all about that adventure. So do go check that out because not just St. John is great, but all of the U.S. Virgin Islands is great too. And I highly recommend you make a trip out there and enjoy this American treasure
0: well you've got me wanting to plan a trip out here it looked really really pretty it's like a great way to not only experience the sightseeing of the Caribbean but it feels like an international trip when mm-hmm. you're still traveling within the US
2: and you could see the British National Islands from some of the islands
0: Ooh, a little bonus this episode is brought to you by visit Williamsburg
2: Hey, squatties! we want to share one of our favorite travel products with you. Liquid IV is a category-winning hydration brand fueling your well-being while traveling.
1: One stick fits into 16 ounces of water to give you three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks and hydrates you two times faster than water alone. Their half-ounce hydration multiplier powder packet is the one product you need in every suitcase, carry-on, and day pack.
0: We use it while flying on planes because flights can be so dehydrating. We use it when we feel jet-lagged, when we're out on a hike, and after a long night out that has us feeling worn out. In just one stick, you get five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C.
2: Liquid IV also now comes in 12 delicious and refreshing flavors to keep your hydration routine exciting. Our favorites are the lemon-lime and tangerine with immune support.
1: It's made with premium ingredients, all non-GMO and gluten, dairy, and soy-free. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use Travel Squad Podcast at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code Podcast at liquidiv.com.
0: Hey squaddies, let's take a quick detour to talk about our travel itineraries that we've created just for you.
1: We just launched several new international trip itineraries including Tulum and Japan. This is on top of the itineraries we already have for U.S. trips like the Hawaiian Island of Kauai, the U.S. Virgin Islands, as well as national park trip itineraries, including Utah's Mighty Five National Parks and a week at Grand Teton and Yellowstone.
2: These fully built out 20 to 30 page PDF guides are available for instant download on our site right now. Every detail of the trip is laid out for you. So all you have to do is download, book, show up and have fun.
0: The itineraries tell you where to fly into, the exact route to take, where to stay, park entrance prices, where to eat, driving distance between attractions, the things to see and do, even the hikes we recommend, their mileage, and the time to allot for each one. And believe it or not, so much more.
1: Be sure to head over to TravelSquadPodcast.com to download your very own comprehensive travel itinerary today.
0: Okay, number seven on our list is is the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. It's located in Eastern Tennessee, and I know I just said mountains, but it is amazing for sightseeing, especially during the fall season. Just imagine, red, orange, yellow, purple, greens, everywhere that I can see. It is absolutely gorgeous.
2: You know, I went on a tour, a sightseeing tour in a different area, Kanab, and I met a photographer on that tour, and he said that like for fall colors, everything he compares all the other areas to is Great Smoky Mountains.
0: Yeah, it's really pretty. And then that Great Smoky Mountains name that it gets, it has this like eerie, it's not smoky, but like Hazy. fog, haze. Yeah, it, it's it's a sight to see, definitely. You can certainly do hiking here. There's plenty of it to do, but you can certainly just sightsee, walk on trails, just take in the sights. There's also a lot of other ways to take in the sights besides just being in the national park itself. Just outside of the park is a little town called Gatlinburg. If you're coming to the park, you'll probably stay there or Pigeon Forge. Those are the two kind of closest areas that you'll stay in. But in Gatlinburg, they have a thing called the Skylift Park. And here you can take the tram gondola kind of thing up. They have this big, long suspension bridge you can walk across. You can even just sit up there around the fires and take in the sights. And when you look down at the town, it's like a little town completely surrounded by trees of the park. It's a very, very cool sight to see from up there.
2: You know, at the time of this recording, Jamal and I have not been, but by the time this airs, we will have been. So we're actually going to have an upcoming episode all about Great Smoky Mountains upcoming this fall.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to see what you guys will see not being in the fall because you're going in May and that will be, I'm sure, green everywhere you can see. And I'm sure it's just as beautiful.
2: Yeah, I can't wait to find out. And we were going to originally stay in Pigeon Forge, but now we've moved our reservation to Gatlinburg to stay at the same exact
0: Hotel Kim Stina. Oh, you guys are staying there? We're yeah. staying
1: there because you sold us on the love tub that oh, they had in hell that. Hotel. Yeah. Love
0: oh, tub. Okay. Especially if you do go in the fall, but I'm sure it'll still be amazing. Like cold weather, fireplace, hot tub in your living room while you can watch Yellowstone on TV. I mean, you can't get any better sights than that, I'll just say.
1: I have not <laughs> watched an episode of Yellowstone yet. I need oh, to. I've heard of it. great television.
0: Yeah, I actually booked the same hotel because you were
2: telling me how amazing it was. It really was. And it was cheaper than the Airbnb we were originally going to stay at. But the Airbnb was sold and so they canceled our
0: reservation Oh, lucky you
2: so it was like well it works out and it was cheaper
0: tell our listeners what the name of that hotel is because they need to know it was amazing
2: that hotel is called crossroads Inn and suites and when you look it up on like expedia make sure you're choosing the option with like the king size bed mm-hmm. the fireplace and the jetted tub uh,
0: so good
1: gotta have the love tub otherwise you know just any other hotel will do at that point i guess doesn't right? it doesn't
0: look like much from outside but inside it'll blow your well,
1: I love going to mountain places that have that rustic feel of the resort. And I just even from the photos, it looked like it had that a little bit. And it's getting me excited for it nonetheless. But can I ask you a quick question, Kim? Uh huh. Did it have a lot of the trees that I was saying that Shenandoah had? There's more leafy trees. I know you said color change, so yes. But were there even like pine trees too? Was mm-hmm. it a good like kind of mix? Or is it more just like really like true leaf trees?
0: Yeah, I think it's more the Shenandoah style. Just... Big leaves, leaves all over the ground. They change colors, obviously. Really, really, really pretty. But, you know, the trees aren't the only sights to see in this park. And I actually stumbled upon another cave it's not too far from Nashville. There's a ton of caves in this area, actually.
1: It might actually be part of Mammoth Cave because the cave system of mammoth goes like four or five hundred miles all around. So it could have even been part of that in the chamber itself.
0: And yeah, and it's funny. So this cave is called the Tuckaleechee Caverns, and it's located in Townsend, Tennessee. So it's very, very close to the National Park But if you have a chance to go, it's pretty cheap. When I went, I think it was like 22 bucks a person to go in. Very, very cool. Stalagmites, stalactites. It also has a lot of history. It's funny how they created this cave because they saw the success of Carlsbad Caverns. And they were like, oh, we're going to open it up and welcome tourists here too. And so that's how it became the big tourist attraction that it is today. But if you're looking for sites to see without hiking required... I would recommend this cave.
2: Awesome. Well, number eight on our list is Biscayne National Park located in Florida, really close to Miami.
1: Yes. And I'll tell you what, there is going to be absolutely zero trails even here. You want to know why? of Biscayne National Park is in the water itself.
2: You're Uh, a little optimal, not 99, 95.
1: 95. Well, I'm over-exaggerating, but at the same point, pretty much the same thing, right? The park is pretty much all on water. That's what you're going to want to do. And the reason for the protection of the water, make it a national park, is the amazing, beautiful coral reefs that are in this area.
2: Yeah, so you can definitely go snorkeling. You can go kayaking, paddleboarding. You could take a boat out in Biscayne Bay. But whatever you do, it's a ton of beautiful sightseeing. You're not going to do any hiking like Jamal said. So you love that. And it's a free park to visit. You just have to pay for the activity that you do.
1: Yeah, if you have your own boat, you can go out there and do whatever. But if you don't have a boat, then clearly you need to pay for a tour and somebody to take you out there, which is exactly what Brit and I did and I absolutely loved it I mean I think anytime snorkeling is great the coral reef was beautiful they have manatees in the area we weren't fortunate enough to see any manatees so that kind of made me a little bit sad but uh, so much to do and you know any of the day adventures that you want to do whether it be the snorkel paddle boarding you could just look online and even though the national park itself doesn't administer these tours if you go to the national park website for Biscayne. They will take you to all the licensed private companies that offer these tours. So anything you want to do is between 59 to $149 per person for these tours that are either against snorkel, paddleboard, canoe, anything like that or combination thereof.
2: Jamal, I feel like we lied to our listeners a little bit because we said that there are no trails in the national park. However there is a diving trail that you can take and you'll do some of the best
0: shipwrecks underwater in the park.
1: Well, I mean, it's not hiking. It's a swim (laughs) trail. It's a little swim trail. I
0: feel like we could do an episode on like water-based or boat, swimming-based national parks. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Well, when we were talking about Virgin Islands, we didn't mention it. I guess I'm glad you mentioned it now, Brittany. I think one of the beaches that we mentioned, I think it was Trunk Trunk Bay. Bay. Is it not? They actually have a guided swim trail where they actually have plaques on the sea floor that will tell you what it is that you're actually looking at and then you can just like swim and follow the the trail that way
2: yeah so if you go back to listen to episode 49 you're going to be able to hear all about all three of florida's national parks: biscayne everglades and dry tortuga so go check that out but biscayne is not to be missed it's right outside of the city of miami Kim, I'm surprised you didn't get there since you love Miami so much. (laughs) I'll be back. And you love the beach and you love snorkeling but definitely go back and give that a try.
1: Definitely listen to 49 because the irony is all three of Florida's national parks are sightseeing national parks with no hikes or very few minimal trails. As a matter of fact, our previous episode that we did talking about no hike national parks listed Everglades and Dry Tortugas. So here we are now adding Biscayne onto this beautiful sightseeing national park list version 2.0.
0: Coming in hot with number nine, Great Sand Dunes National Park. This one's located in central southern Colorado. And Brittany has some really funny stories about tumbling down the sand dunes.
2: Oh my gosh. So when I was doing research on what to do in this national park, it's like you can do some sand hiking or like, you know, sand trails, or you can be a little bit more adventurous and go sand sledding or sandboarding. And so Jamal and I couldn't decide what we wanted to do. And I'm a little afraid of like anything board-like because I broke my arm when I was snowboarding once. So I was a little hesitant about the sandboard, but Jamal was super interested in that. So I rented a sand sled, Jamal rented a sandboard, and we went up all of these sand dunes and we were sliding down them, boarding down them. The sled goes super, super, super fast <laughs> and there's no way to really stop yourself. So you just go fly down the hill. And then you just hit some air and you tumble around. And I remember taking a picture of my face after we did the sand sledding and my entire face was just caked with sand. It was just so funny.
1: We have a great reel on our Instagram page and the final scene of that reel is actually Brittany eating shit on the (laughs) sand sledding portion. She just fell off. I mean, you get so much speed that literally it almost can't even keep up with itself and she just rolled over and tumbled. But Great Sand Dunes National Park is so interesting to see. I mean, you're in Colorado, you think the Rockies and you look all around and yeah, you actually do see mountains. You see snow-capped mountains and somehow in the middle of them, There's these just giant sand dunes, like where? Out of nowhere, right? So it's really unique and crazy to just see that difference in scenery. I won't lie if you're going to do the sandboarding or sledding. It does require some hiking to the top of the sand dunes, which is a bitch. I'm going to (laughs) just admit it. But honestly, you can enjoy this park without doing any of that if you wanted to, Because there is the portion where you drive in and a little flat level where some of the snow melt and even a creek comes through on the flat level of the sand. You can just walk through that and see the scenery and the crazy disparity of just the two different landscapes. So it's really enjoyable all around.
2: Yeah, and I would recommend not going in summer summer because the sand can get super hot. The sand can be upwards of like 150 degrees. So we went in April. That was a perfect time to go. The sand was actually nice and cool. The Medano Creek was like ice cold because you're just feeling that snow melt. And one squad tip I have for you guys is if you do plan to go sand sledding or sand boarding, Make sure to wear goggles or a face covering to just prevent sand from getting into your eyes and mouth. I am pretty sure I ate a lot of sand on that trip.
1: Well, not only did you eat a lot of sand, before we move on to our final beautiful sightseeing National Park, why don't you tell everybody the funny story again about how much sand you had when we got back to the hotel room, Brittany, all up on you.
2: Yeah, so I was wearing pretty... Snug leggings, and I was wearing a long sleeve shirt and a tank top underneath. And so we're going sandboarding, and I'm eating shit. And there's definitely like sand getting everywhere, but I don't really is like how much sand is really getting everywhere. So we go back to the hotel.
1: Well, before we went back to the hotel, and I don't mean to jump in, like literally, obviously we have sand both all over us. We literally did the best shaking we could to get the sand out of us. One, because we don't want to sit on it in the car. Two, nor do we want to track the sand into the car mm-hmm. so we did a whole like beautiful shakedown and we thought we were like oh yeah we're good
2: so we get back to the hotel and I'm about to take off all my clothing I'm starting to take everything off and as I lift up my bra and my shirt just sand starts pouring out like I don't know where it was hiding in my cleavage <laughs> it was just like so excessive and like even out of my pants I like probably filled the bathroom trash can probably a good quarter
0: full oh my god
1: she was just standing over the trash can giving a good shake and jiggle and like out the clothes and like crevices of the skin and boom here you go like now she filled uh, a quarter of the trash bin it was crazy it was like <laughs> i don't know, i don't even know how this happened like we gave ourselves a good shake
0: what about you? Did you have to spread them and let it fall out?
1: I mean, I had a, I had a, I had a decent amount come, but I can't even say uh, a quarter of a trash bin. That was quite impressive that Brittany pulled out of there. But again, <laughs> she was wearing stuff a little bit more snug, so I guess it trapped it in there. The irony and confusion is then if it was so snug, how did it get in, right? Right,
2: right, exactly. And last but not least, we have number 10 on our best national parks for sightseeing list, and that is New River Gorge National Park, located in West Virginia.
1: I loved this national park. And I'm going to be completely honest there is hiking and things that you can actually do here. If we had more time in this national park when Brittany and I had gone, Believe me, you know, Brittany, she would have pulled out a hike. But you hear the name New River Gorge. There's a river running through it, a nice gorge that is created by that river. And what can you do down that river? white water rafting so this is a very awesome national park to go ahead and do some sightseeing and adventuring without having to do the hike itself and i love this and it has the iconic bridge that spans the gorge too and so just beautiful sights all around and no need to hike just enjoy yourself doing some extreme sports
2: Yeah, the new River Gorge Bridge is one of the most photographed places in West Virginia. And you can get really good views of the bridge. And you're like, why take pictures of the bridge? But it really spans this awesome gorge. Super beautiful, tree-lined all around, river running underneath. And right behind the visitor center, they have a wooden planked area where you can just walk down and enjoy the views. Jamal mentioned that we went whitewater rafting. We used a company called Adventures on the Gorge. They have a really nice property. And they have a pool on, property as well. And right behind the pool, you also get really awesome views. So there is a lot to sightsee, a lot to do. And then again, when you're on the river whitewater rafting, that's a whole experience in itself. If you've never been, I highly recommend it. A lot of fun, a lot different than what I anticipated it to be. Like for example, when I learned that you don't sit in the boat, you're actually like on the edge of the boat, so you're ready to fall out at any moment in time.
1: I really loved it. You know, we grew up living close to Sacramento. There's two rivers. The one that you would go white water rafting on is the American River. For whatever reason, we'd never done it. And then we do it here in this national park. And I think to myself, like, I had this literally in my own backyard of my hometown growing up and never did it. And I don't know why. Like, I am so ready to go back and do it. It was so so fun. But just just even touching upon like, not even the whitewater rafting, you mentioned the bridge. I forgot what time of the year it is, so if you're interested in New River Gorge, and you should be, look into this and see when the time is. But they have a festival where they actually close the bridge down to car traffic, and they open it up to pedestrians, and they have vendors on there selling food, crafts. They even have a catapult where they will launch people off the catapult to do base jumping from there and you can watch that and it's just so iconic so cool and you're gonna have a really good time we weren't there when they did that but i would love to go back and do it during that time
2: we also didn't mention this and we didn't do this either but you can actually pay to walk underneath the bridge all the way across
1: yeah they have a catwalk
2: yeah a catwalk where you're like harnessed in oh and so you would have some really good sights from up there it's not a hike it's a straight across
0: it's some sightseeing that's for sure
1: that it is would you do whitewater rafting kim
0: i would yes
1: then we need to go to New River Gorge. I'm telling you, like, I had so much fun here. I really <laughs> I, I really want to go back. Like, I loved it. Did you I ever
0: find it. the video they made? We yes! did, yeah. Oh, we have we, we to did. post it. We
1: did find it. You know how it came to the be that it was actually, like, lost? You know when we watched it when Robin was here? Well, we thought we had disconnected the USB from our TV and put it with, like, our stuff, and we're like, where is it? And for whatever reason, Brittany was moving the TV in our house. And by that, just, you know, we have uh, one of the retractable ones move off the wall mm-hmm. and everything. And then she saw the USB plugged in. So we, we didn't even take it out. <laughs> we didn't even look there. We thought we had taken it out and we we're searching we're like, where could it be? But no, we have it. And I'm stoked about it.
0: Oh, yeah. We have to post. You guys were like fighting those waves.
2: Yes. Oh, those rapids were crazy. We're going through so many different rapids, one through five. And we almost tipped at one point. It was awesome. We had a great time.
1: And I really want to just give another shout out. Again, the company we used was Adventures on the Gorge. And again, we've only been there one time, but we had such a good time, such a good company so informative in terms of just everything about the safety and making sure that we had a good time nonetheless i wouldn't even go back and consider using anybody else like i'm real solid on adventures on the gorge
2: yeah it was an all-day excursion where we got the guide we got the helmet paddle life vest we got lunch they did like a jump rock the rapids and then the bus ride back to the gorge was filled with beer so we just had a great time
1: oh yeah it was all you can drink beer from the bus ride back from Hell the river yeah. to the resort. And then once you're there, you can either leave or they say, hey, wait like 30 minutes for us to edit the video. We're going to display it. We have a restaurant you could have and buy your own beer at that point in time, too. So that's really cool. And so I love how they give you the the free drinks. Obviously, they don't give you any before the rafting for safety purposes. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually glad. Otherwise, I'd have been like, uh, that's a little much. But <laughs> afterwards hammered on in man.
0: so unfortunately we did not get any questions of the week this week and i am very sad about it it is my favorite time of the week so please send us in your questions of the week so that we can answer them on next week's episode But thank you all so much for tuning in and listening. We hope that you found some good national park ideas for you to go out there and sightsee. And until next week, just keep the adventures going with us. We're on TikTok now as well as Instagram and YouTube at Travel Squad Podcast. So follow us and keep in touch.
1: If you found the information in this episode to be useful, or if you thought we were just funny, please be sure to share it with a friend that would enjoy it too. And as always, guys, you know it. Please subscribe, rate and review our podcast, and tune in every Travel Tuesday for new episodes.
2: Stay tuned for next week's episode. We have some more amazing adventures and tips in store for you.
1: Bye, everybody. Bye, Bye,
2: squaddies.